While the stock market's on a crazy roller coaster ride, Bitcoin has recovered 100% from its $3,700 low of the year. Does this mean that the beloved grandfather of cryptocurrencies has decoupled from stocks? CZ says quantitative easing will drive the price even higher. And even though many are sheltered in place, demand for Bitcoin ATMs is increasing. Even crude oil prices crashing to the bottom haven't affected the price of Bitcoin. And China is rolling out the world's first state digital currency with testing to be done by major U.S. companies. Mick Crypto, anybody? What in the world is going on? Among other things, this is the week of blockchain's biggest virtual event, Virtual Blockchain Week. We're excited to fill you in on all the things that are happening and some of the things that will soon be happening and maybe some things that'll never happen. But wherever you're hunkered and bunkered, get ready for our bad news, episode number 399 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, three, two. They were the best of times, they were the worst of times. I read it in the New York Times, and this time it's time for the Bad Crypto Podcast. I'm Joel Common. I don't know what time it is. Well, it's time for bad news. You know what I'm you know what? After after these crazy times, you know what you know what I what what phrase I never want to hear again? What's that? Hunkered and bunkered. I'm you a say hunker. that. You say that oh, like all these calls that were on. Oh, everybody's hunkered and bunkered. I'm like, uh, you know, hunkered. You got something? You got, you got a better term? Hunkered and bunkered? Nope. That it describes it. I'm hunkered down and I'm bunkered in my place. What are you, say, you doing? You say it a lot. Oh, we, am I going to start picking on all? <laughs> you say all the time. Yeah. That I bite my tongue on. Okay. Oh, it's on. Ding, ding, ding! In this corner. Here we go. Three ninety nine. We got to. We got to. We got to get all it out there before we get. Come up on, to Mike the Tyson. Come on, punch me! In, <laughs> punch me in the mouth. In the mouth. I'm hunkered in bunker, you guys. I'm hanging out here. I'm hunkered and I'm bunkered and I'm and I'm stunkered. To say that uh, <laughs> you're stunkered, <laughs> I'm gonna do my Rick James and get all funkered. <laughs> To say that tensions are running high in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia would be a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hunkered and bunkered. A hunkered and bunkered. <laughs> because everybody, all pistons are hitting right now to pull together a virtual blockchain week. And we'll tell you about it in a second. And we'll tell you all about the news. There's a lot of really interesting news in this uh, uh, atmosphere right now. There's news in the atmosphere. Uh-oh. Uh, Upland is our sponsor for the show. They're a location-based property trading game paired with a decentralized economy. You can buy, sell, trade, and develop virtual properties based on real-world addresses. You earn Upix as the reward for ownership and for completing missions in the game. You find pinatas in their treasure hunts, and you smack them, and Upix come out and it's not violent at all it's not it's a lot of fun the objective here is to establish an open economy where various stakeholders interact and transact with each other directly without intermediaries sorry real estate agents no six percent upix commission for you get it today badco.in forward slash upland travis and i play the game as do many in the republic of bad cryptopia and we want you to join us yeah what's great is you don't have to remain hunkered and bunkered you can just like walk around wherever you like in upland <laughs> you're just gonna keep at this aren't you and you do realize that from now on even when this is over there's gonna be hunkering and bunkering just because it'll piss you off it doesn't piss me off i just thought it was funny funkering <laughs> can't touch this yeah. but maybe you can touch the news Let's touch the news. Let's get into this. There's some newsiness going on. The news. And going to our friends at CoinGecko.com, the place where we check the prices of the coins and how all the exchanges are doing. Timestamp April 24th in the year 2020 at 12.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Total market cap of all the cryptos approaching $218 billion. And looking at the top 10, Bitcoin, 75.29. Ethereum, 188. XRP, 19 cents. Tether, a dollar. Bitcoin Cash, 239. Bitcoin SV, 194. Litecoin, near 45 Dollars EOS 272 Binance straight up 16 bucks and rounding out the top 10 this week is Tezos at two dollars and 74 cents. Big winners and losers for the week, sir. What do we got? Wow, we're talking about straight 
up. Now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, oh, oh. And we're caught in a high van. High straight up. Wow. 245% this last week. I wish, I wish somebody, you know, had told us that last week because that would have been a good and ass investment, huh? I would have thrown it all in there and be like, pow. Damn, look at that. What happened? 150% almost. I don't know. Well, you know, Hive is, you know, I think Steam and Hive is the thing that's now going to be like replacing Steam. It's sort of the Tron thing. So that thing just took Hive off like a rock. Hive is the theme of Tron? Is that what <laughs> well, no, it's like, so remember, you know, Tron has bought, it's taken over Steam. Right. Hive is the new that. So like Hive is is a Tron deal, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Unibright up 86%. Never heard of it. Unibrow. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Digibyte, which we which we do like, they're up eighty percent, which is pretty crazy. Engine Coin up thirty two percent. Tezos up thirty percent. Stellar up thirty percent. Theta, Theta is up twenty seven percent on the big news that they're sponsoring uh, Virtual Blockchain Week. I guess that might that might have been the driver. Um, Theta TV is one of the places where we will be streaming virtual blockchain week we'll tell you more about that soon Mm -hmm. you know there are no big losers for the last seven days travis out of the top 100 the worst for seven days is down 11 percent, and that's komodo that's boring yeah but they were up huge like last week uh so what's interesting are the last couple weeks so what's interesting to me folks if you go on coingecko.com and then click on where it says 24 hour volume and you just look at the historic volumes of what's been going on with crypto now, what's going on right now and since January is it, it makes January 2018 sort of look very small, like July 19 has been huge. And now it's just that that same sort of trend that we've talked about, like year over year, more crypto volume is happening. We're talking on a daily basis. Seventy one billion dollars was traded in in cryptocurrency markets over the last 24 hours. Those numbers are huge but we've seen we've seen a lot of them sort of popping up it's like that's what it's normally like 75 65 97 happened 97 billion dollars on the 6th of april it's just crazy and there's some days that pop like march 18th march 19th like some of these days popped up were 120 billion dollars like if this becomes like an, a, a daily occurrence like we're you know a hundred billion dollars a day being traded in cryptos like I got to ask, though, how much of that is fraudulent fake? Volumes, right. Right. How much does, um, you know, like a U.S. stock market, the New York Stock Exchange, how much volume is typical for one day? Well, I'm just saying, like, over time, what we've seen is those numbers have sort of increased. And we've, we've quoted those statistics before, you know, how it's like in 2015, it was and then like and then it 3X. And that's like so it's just continuing this upward trend of over time of how much crypto volume on average. Well, to give you some perspective here, looking at the New York Stock Exchange composite, which is the Dow Jones, yesterday, the volume was $5.7 billion in stocks. That was it? That was it. Uh, I think, didn't they close the market a little early? This is this is not the whole market. This is just the composite. This is the Dow Jones, right? So I think all New York Stock Exchange is probably more but uh just looking at these numbers here unless this is in trillions and i'm I'm misreading this somebody who's familiar with stocks and finance if you want to reach out and uh correctify us that would be great maybe you can provide some more accurate numbers on mm-hmm. well, a lot of people do hold but i mean hearing that number being what five billion whatever in the small number you just said that just seems so ridiculously low but that doesn't even seem like it's yeah, but you think you think that it, maybe maybe that's just the the Dow Jones stocks that they're right trying. maybe those just ones yeah maybe the S&P 500 probably a lot higher right yeah i would guess you're probably right taking a look at bitcoinblockhalf.com which is where we're watching the having countdown it's coming ready or not currently the reward drop ETA date is May 12th Travis it's moving closer to your birthday now uh. 17 days, 12 hours, 58 minutes, and 20 seconds for the block having its coming, ready or not. And even though corona is happening, I've got to think that the impending having, Travis, is having an effect on the fact that Bitcoin has now 100% recovered 
from its lows of the year of $3,700. And this article here on our friends at Cointelegraph.com say this is proof that they have decoupled from stocks. Well, think about this. We're going to be talking a lot about this throughout this episode. And there's some other really good points of information out there about this. But think about this, though. The, the amount of money that is being printed and put worldwide, being printed all over, uh, it's, it's, that is going to create massive amounts of inflation, right? And so by, by realizing that, that's why it would seem that the price of Bitcoin could hit that 500 Thousand, you know what could be crazy is like the amount of printed money over the course of this year. Like McAfee could become closer than we would actually had suspected by the end of the year potentially, as the value of the dollar continues to get devalued because they keep printing more and more out. I mean, it's conceivable we could see thirty to fifty thousand dollar Bitcoin by the end of this year, and that's not even a stretch because if they keep printing it out, then the value is going to go up. Because it's going to still have the same, but the thing is, it's going to have the same purchasing value potentially. Who knows? We're going to see what happens. But inconceivable. Whenever, well, they keep printing this money out. That's what I thought it was going to happen in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, when I was buying gold and silver. Was that man? They're just printing all this money out, printing all this money out. How are they? And the amount of money that got printed, and the price of gold didn't increase much at all. Like it kind of went up, but like not comparative to the amount of money that got put into the system that tells you how they can how they can manipulate the prices of those precious metals and stuff because really they should be way higher than they are with all this money in circulation according to the charts they're saying that 7500 is the new foundation and coin telegraph has a market analyst his name is michael vendepop and he put out a trading video this week that says that 9000 is now back in play and he's watching for retracements up to 8400 and then 9000 that there's uh, there's a cme gap there for traders um, i guess on the futures and uh, he and others are saying this is a textbook V bottom and that uh, it's time for the upswing. I, what I'm wondering, you know, I remember when um, Litecoin went into its having, it started falling. It, it had this big run up and then started falling like a week or so before the actual having. Mm -hmm. You know, people were buying the, the rumor and selling the news. Uh, but th this is different times there's different circumstances in all the markets and this is bitcoin this is not litecoin yeah so you think about this though you know bitcoin and crypto are volatile however you know if you were to have you know taken your money and put it in bitcoin at this point you really haven't lost all that much right it's like compared to what's happened on the stock markets right so the thing is, is that, yeah, whenever the, whenever the corona started and, and the world market started freaking out and people started shutting down the economy, crypto went down just like everything else. But you know, we're going to see over time that the more money they print and then the value of crypto is going to stay pretty much what it is. I think it's going to it's going to fluctuate. Crypto goes up, crypto goes down. But this is this is really, really key information to think about, folks. It's not just the, the current value of the dollar is decreasing they're printing more the buying have you seen the prices at the grocery store like i'm noticing like things up like a dollar or more in cases you're like wow this was way cheaper as i've actually made mental notes on my while i'm going shopping and and keeping my keeping my receipts just to see how much i don't know that you guys are even realizing it but the amount of inflation at the grocery store a hundred dollars at the grocery store doesn't buy nearly what it did four weeks ago no, but you can you can uh, get a whole lot of gasoline for a hundred dollars. Whole we'll, lot we'll of talk about that in a little bit. I was just. Looking also, here. I want to talk about this too. The I, price I, of gold, Travis, is seventeen twenty five. If you had bought gold before the crash, you'd actually be profitable right now. Oh man, that's so true. And I would also say the the gas moment is don't eat too many baked beans, folks, <laughs> and especially if you got to sit in one place all day because that is toxic for your health. Let's come back to Bitcoin in a moment. But meanwhile, on the other side of the world, China is the first nation state to have created a digital currency that they're actually putting into test markets right now. Yeah. Now, 
as we've discussed about the amount of, of money that's being printed, uh, you know, and then looking at how oil bottomed out and like it was literally it's like, what was it? Negative forty dollars. Like you had to pay somebody forty dollars to take your oil last yeah, week. They had tankers, you know, off the coast of California that had nowhere to go because there was no there was nowhere to bring it to. Everything was full up at the time. And right. They would have had to pay to take it. So they're just like staying out at sea you know, until the they could sell it. Yeah. So think about this, folks. The U.S. dollar is the world reserve currency. We've talked about this. You have every country for the most part, it used to be every country would first have to take their currency and then buy dollars to then buy oil. You couldn't like buy oil with rubles or you can't buy oil with you with euros because it's the world reserve currency. And so now when we're seeing the dollar, uh, going up against oil and the value like dropping out, like it's just it's just crazy to see these markets doing some of these things. Like this could be one of those things that's catastrophic. Now this story right here talks about how China has created. We've talked about this. China's created the digital currency, their digital yuan. And what's happening now, though, folks, is notice in America we've not had any of these big, you know, Starbucks or McDonald's or Subway or any of these big like offering to take cryptocurrencies, but that's exactly what's happening in China. Starbucks, McDonald's, and Subway chains in China were named on the People's Bank of China's list of firms that will test the national digital currency in the near future. This is something we're going to want to keep an eye on, folks, because to me, this is one of those things that could begin to shift the power over to China. The U.S. does not have a digital dollar. We've ignored it. We've said anybody who does blockchain is a security and a risk. And we've, you know, we've had all these litigious scenarios where innovation has left America. Well, China said, hey, the ability to, to, to do blockchain and to have, you know, uh, it, it, it's a controlled centralized system, which the, which the CCP and the CHICOMs love. And I think that long term, it could really have an impact on on the global economy and the global who becomes the, the next global superpower after the dollar crashes. Mm -hmm. So there's no date yet set for the release of this, but uh, testing will begin and we need to keep our eye on that. Speaking of China and segueing us back to Bitcoin, um, according to CZ, math works. He says that quantitative easing is going to continue to drive Bitcoin prices up. And I'm sure he's going to be talking about this at Virtual Blockchain Week. He's uh, delivering one of the keynotes in this uh, next week for the event. And can't wait to hear what he has to say in Poison. Yeah, mathematics does work. See, this is that whole thing. Quantitative easing will drive Bitcoin prices up because quantitative easing drives the value down, right? So the more money is in circulation, the more money you have to spend to buy something of equal value. Like how much was a car in the 30s? <laughs> you know, cheap. How much was eggs in the 50s? Super cheap. Bread, milk, super cheap. Has the value of those increased over time? No, there's still bread, eggs, and milk. But the thing is, is that you have to spend more dollars to buy them because the dollars are worth less. They're not worthless yet. They're worth less. Here's what he says. I think that basically everyone's kind of expecting things to happen immediately on a daily basis. So the minute that the feds print money, the Bitcoin prices go up because people should be using those money to buy crypto. But no one's gotten that money yet. And they're still trying to figure out how to distribute their money. Uh, but he thinks in a few months or so, we're going to see quite a bit of that play out and we will see the impact. So we'll see if CZ is uh, is right about that. Uh, meanwhile, Travis, we've been um, talking a lot about crypto ATMs here uh, with the team lately because CryptomaticATM.com is the lead sponsor of uh, Virtual Blockchain Week. And this story here says that um, Bitcoin ATMs, more and more of them are being installed in spite of the fact that people are sheltering in place. Well, think about this. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're being more and more being installed, which is what's scaring. You know, I, I think people are getting a little frightened. They're like, wow. Oh, look at Bitcoin now. Oh, wow. It's back up to 7,500. Maybe I should, maybe I should hedge my bets and get some of this crypto. How do I get crypto? I don't know. What do I need? Oh, they understand ATMs, right? 
And so they're noticing that more and more in grocery stores, gas stations, transit hubs, medical marijuana dispensaries, crypto ATMs are popping up and becoming part of this critical infrastructure. And I think that that's going to be going to continue, right? We're going to see more and more of these. And that's why there are some really good opportunities out there. If you were to buy some crypto ATMs potentially and place them around and, and, and work with different partners in different areas. Yeah. And then you, you, you determine the percentage that you earn on those transactions. And so there might be some opportunities out there for you. And again, Cryptomatic ATM is our main sponsor for virtual blockchain week. So the timing on this news here on Coindesk is just, that's got to be music to their ears. It's a coinky dink. And by the way, they're going to be giving away two of their ATMs that sell for thousands of dollars. All you got to do to enter to win is register for Virtual Blockchain Week. Just go to virtualblockchainweek.com. More about that in a bit. Yes. Yeah, so this is a really interesting thing. So, you know, we all we all know about Satoshi Nakamoto. We've heard about him and we don't know her, who? him, it, who it is. Who? Right. Who? Never, but, uh, never heard of them. but but there was some there's this really interesting article here on Cointelegraph and some some old school messages on message boards were discovered and they think that it might have been the young Satoshi Nakamoto who wrote it. And so there was an anonymous post on the Cypherpunks mailing list 21 years ago discussing the idea of eCash and there's some people in the crypto world who's saying, "Wow, that kind of sounds like Satoshi Nakamoto speaking." And uh, and so what they were talking about here is like here's here's the quote. It says, "I wouldn't call I wouldn't say eCash has to be has to use blinding, but I would argue that it would be a misuse of the word cash if something which was revocable were dubbed eCash. And blinding that refers to the the idea of the cryptographic blind signature that was induced introduced by David Chom, who we've never had on the show, but he is the godfather of cryptography." And uh, there's more and more stuff going on there talking about double spending and, and figuring out some of these things. And so it was sort of interesting to go through that article. You should go to our show notes and read through that because that could be historic piece of, of inf- information is 200 word post from 21 years ago. It does kind of sound like it could be Satoshi Nakamoto in the beginnings of thinking about how to sculpt this new uh, this new cryptocurrency that solved the double spending issue and was decentralized and decoupled away from all government. So pretty interesting. Yeah, all the links for the stories in this episode are located in our show notes at badco.in forward slash 399. We give you the highlights, but just like we encourage you to go do your own due diligence when it comes to investing, because we're not financial advisors, you know, go check out these stories. That's why the show notes are there. So you can go deeper down the rabbit hole. And Travis, I just, I'm laughing here because in the sidebar of the editor's choice on Cointelegraph, there's this headline, boomers are effed. New macro report forecasts one million dollar Bitcoin by 2025. Uh, I'm just going to drop it in here. I'm not. I haven't read the story, so I don't know exactly what it is. But what a headline, right? That caught my attention. Yeah. Wow. Boomers will sell every rally they can. So that was one. That's some interesting stuff. I have been watching some economists and stuff. And then we even had uh, Chris Snook on uh, on the other day when we were doing a pre test for the virtual blockchain week. And every time there's ever been one of these major dips before, boomers have always saw the price of the stock market go up and to the right, always, right? It has a little dip and it keeps going on and up. I mean, when boomers were born, what was it? They said that the stock market was under 1,000, right? And here it is now over 30,000 or was was near 30,000. I don't know what it is now, 20-something, 22 or something now. But it's always gone up and to the right. And what's going to happen now is our boomers are not going to keep investing their money. And, you know, millennials, they don't really like the stock market. Uh, Gen X, I don't know if we, some of us like the stock market. Some of us don't. Gen, you think Gen Z and and Gen A are going to like the stock market? Well, there is, you know, with the advent of applications, it's sure a lot easier to invest in stocks now. You know, I've used stuff like Robinhood and Stash uh, to buy a little bit here and a little bit there. I think the fact that it's hip and cool now to do stuff on apps and you've got the power without having to go through these exchanges that take huge commissions have made it more appealing for people to play. 
Sure. But I think what's going to happen is, is that, yeah, I have a stock in Apple, but it's not liquid. I got to go to the stock market to then take it to then convert it to the dollar. And then I got to wait for them to put that money in my account. And then I got to somehow access access that money back to my bank account. I, I do think that in the future here, and I think that as we create this new economy that we're going to be dealing with, I do think that those that the sort of security stock tokens type of a thing where imagine if I have an Apple stock, but I could still use that as like crypto and be like, oh, it's worth X amount of dollars. Oh, now I just have 0.3 of that stock left because I just bought so use some of it to buy groceries. If like you Apple- want liquid Apple, Travis, you need to get Apple juice. Well, that's that is different. But I mean, I am making an interesting point here that in the future, stocks could probably be used like cash is being used now through apps and just like we're using digital currency like that, that will that will happen yeah right? I, I don't doubt that that that's coming sooner and- than later man like this whole corona thing has just ushered in so much change much much quicker than we had would have anticipated otherwise so earlier this week bitcoin was around seven thousand dollars and then crude oil just went and it went below zero and bitcoin dropped about 150 bucks to 68.50 crude oils recovered just a little it's around 16 17 dollars a barrel i think right now but bitcoin is actually up to 7500 so um the fact that you know oil is is in the tank uh-huh see what mm. i did there oh. it hasn't affected bitcoin at all i mean if you look at the chart for crude oil uh, it is like down it is it is straight down well it's a commodity yep. right and it, here's the thing it, it makes sense to me that it would be down like there are not you know thousands and thousands of airplanes flying all over the world right now there are not millions and millions of cars driving all over the world right now it would make sense that the price of oil would be down because the demand is down. The supply is way up. The demand is way down. In a free and open market, that's what happens. The price should be down. It makes sense. Right. Nobody's using. I'm, uh, you know, from my apartment, I could see a lot of streets here and highways in Denver. And, you know, typically here midday, you'd see all kinds of traffic on, on I-25. And right now I see a few cars, a couple trucks going by. I mean, you could get anywhere right now in record time without speeding because there's just absolutely no traffic. I wish I could go to Torchy's Tacos really quickly and get myself some over there, tacos. I could, I could just about see with binoculars. You, you, you can get those delivered to your house. I do get them delivered. God, I love those. They have this, they have su- such amazing tacos. I like the the... It's called the trash something or other taco. And it's like this uh, chicken fingers in there with some corn salsa and, uh, you know, lettuce and cheese. Yeah, They had one. I've never had a taco like this that it actually has like a like a, a sausage in it. Right. It's like a brat in it. And they call it the Republican. And it has all kinds of cheese. And deli- it was it is freaking delicious. Their chicken fajita. I'm hungry now. Can we stop this show? I'm going to go give me some food. This bad news episode brought to you by Torchy's Tacos. They're opening up one in Kansas City, but now we've got the Rona, and so it's taking longer for it to open up, and I need some Torchy's. They might not actually open up because the economy gets all crazy and everybody doesn't realize how great Torchy's is yet. You know, we were talking about using apps uh, for buying stocks. Of course, there's tons of apps that you can use to buy your crypto. And one of our sponsors is eToro. Their app, is it's fantastic. And they've provided us with some interesting data from their crypto uh, clients there at eToro. 40% of all active crypto traders invested in Bitcoin, whereas 12% of their active traders invested in Ethereum and Ripple, and 61% of all the dollars traded in crypto was invested in Bitcoin. So people are buying Bitcoin, and a lot are using eToro to do it. Something like 12 million customers around the world. Check them out, badco.in forward slash eToro, and give it a try. It's really easy to use. All right, next up in the news. Thanks again for the eToro shout out there. We love eToro. Uh, and you can actually, uh, you can get some free cryptos, I believe, if you go to badco.in forward slash eToro. Again, as you say, that's good, good stuff. Um, here's in the news uh, in Cointelegraph. Congress and the IRS virus relief allow loss carrybacks tax refund claims. So what, it's sort of like loss harvesting with your cryptos. You can, if you've lost all your ass in the stock market or something, then you, you get to claim that. What's going I on? guess they're they're adding some you know the tax code is so complicated. 
it's just stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of code. And, you know, personally, I'm not going to lobby for one particular way to do it or not. I just wish the whole dang thing was simplified. You know, whether it's a flat tax that everybody pays the same or whether it's a consumption tax, you know, I I just I wish that we would simplify this. I know it would put people out of work, um, you know, but it would make everybody's life so much easier. And then you wouldn't have all these crazy loopholes that -hmm. people complain about that, you know, rich people, quote unquote, take advantage of. Well, it's one of the reasons why I think our forefathers fought against uh, England was because taxation without representation. And, you know, they wanted something where there was a system with no taxation. And that's why we had tariffs for the longest time. Anything that was being imported in, there was taxes and tariffs on that. I think I like the flat tax, man. It's like, you know what? It's like, here's what happens is it's like, oh, when you get your money, you get taxed. Oh, but now you got your property tax on things you've already bought. You got to have taxes on that. Oh, your car tax, you got to have a tax on that. And then when I go to the store, I got to pay taxes on that. How about just whenever I buy stuff, I just pay a flat tax and just deal with it that way because that would be the most fair way. Because what ends up happening is you get these billionaires that have all these loopholes and stuff. They end up not having to pay taxes at all. Like, you know, I know people were all freaked out about Trump and not having to pay taxes. Well, guess what? That's what the tax... That's what the tax law allows them to do. Like you get, you get to deduct all these things where the fact that you're going to be becoming a, a net zero taxpayer, which, which, I mean, I think it should just be a flat tax. It would make the most sense. It'd be the easiest. And, and it's like, Oh, you're going to go buy that stuff at, at the store. Well, then guess what? There's a tax, Boom, you're done. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, the story on Cointelegraph says that the COVID-19 pandemic is threatening to plunge the world into the deepest crisis since the Great Depression. And they're talking about depriving global economies of $5.5 trillion over the next two years. China's economy shrank for the first time in 44 years, but businesses in Asia are recovering from the hangover caused by the virus. In this article, which you guys might want to go check out at Cointelegraph, they talk to some different players in the blockchain industry to see if there is a resurgence. And according to those in uh, in China and some other regions of Asia, there's some really optimistic things that could be happening. I, I suppose as long as they can keep the Rona under control and they don't have uh, you know ongoing outbreaks over there, yeah, I would say this here, you know, it's like, you know, it's good that people are weathering the storm. There's a lot of people who aren't going to be able to weather the storm. This could be the greatest depression. I mean, this this right here, never before has it just been like in, in one month, like all these jobs just completely disappearing is just completely frightening. Retail sales going away. And I was even actually thinking about this before, like imagine all the strip malls and all the different places, the retail, com- commercial retail places are going to, I think big, huge freaking skyscrapers are going to end up becoming empty because more and more people are going to be working from home, right? Now even medical fields, is, they're doing all this telemedicine stuff they've never done before. Like the, 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 medis- the medical industry has shifted so much so quickly. So all these different industries are changing and it's not just Asia blockchain industry that's you know that's, that's trying to weather the storm people all over the world are trying to weather the storm meanwhile the cryptocurrency stablecoin that facebook has been working on libra has caught a lot of flack from a lot of people in the crypto and the financial world and the regulatory world and they have changed up their white paper hoping that uh, united states regulators might back off a little bit on it. They're they're um, saying that Libra will still derive its value from various digitized currencies, which could be regulated by the Libra Association. Well, you know, I've I've not dove in and, and, and look at all the differences from the previous one, but I do know that what I've read on crypto Twitter and people who have gone through this of saying that that since you know, Congress fought back on Libra early on, and they've they, so they've they've pulled back some things, but then they're doing some other things that, uh, that 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 add to it that sort of make it maybe even maybe even worse for people because it, it, originally it's going to be here's all these different companies all working together to create something that could be valuable to all. Now it's they're they're t- a lot of those people have fallen off, and because the government's being litigious and says no, we don't want you to do this, we don't want you to do that. Well, China's like, well, we're going to do our own. And then, you know, they also, you know, China, they're they're all, and they've all been trained to use digital currency. They all use 
we WeChat pay and Alipay, and they just take their phone up and go boop, and it's they're used to it. We're not, and so our you know, I mean, our Congress people fight against any sort of thing that changes the status quo because they don't even understand how Facebook makes money on advertising. You've seen you've seen how people ask questions in Congress like they're not the most intelligent, informed people and they're scared. And so I think what's what's going to end up happening is is Libra's going to get paired back and it's going to end up being something that maybe could be worse of a Frankenstein potentially. I don't think that the crypto community will ever embrace Libra. I don't care what they do with it. It's it, The question is, is will Facebook's audience, which is a couple billion people, plus Instagram and WhatsApp, will they embrace it? Because the, the global crypto community is not that big, right, in relation to the population of all the people that are on social media. So who knows? Meanwhile, they're hiring you know, Calibra, which is the organization that is building the project, they're hiring 50 new roles for its workforce in Ireland. So if there's any leprechauns that want to be working on a stable coin over there, top of the morning to you, you can get you a job. You can get the pot, the pot of crypto at the end of the rainbow. That's changing. That's Scottish. That, that's Scottish. Well, it's all, it's all the island. It's all, you know, all, all the it's the land Scotland. of the kingdom of unitedness. How do they talk? What kind of accent do people from Greenland have? Are they environmentally friendly? In their... Dude, there's only like 40 people there. I don't know that they have an, they have an accent. They have, I don't, how does one speak greenish? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's owned by Denmark, isn't it? So it's like... Yeah. But we should buy it, you know, at least. Yeah, we need those. You know, who knows what kind of amazing resources are under that Iceland tundra? You mean Greenland? Iceland. You know, Iceland, because it is Iceland. And then Greenland is actually Iceland, and Iceland is should be Greenland. Yeah. That's the greatest troll of all time. Leif Erikson and his family are like, we're going to name this that because people are going to go there. <laughs> it's the troll that keep going on. Like, it's, it's a never-ending troll. In Asia, one of the largest advertising companies in Japan is making it easier to recognize content creators on popular apps as a market force, even if they use copyrighted material in their work. And they're using blockchain to facilitate this uh, this taking place. Um, Densu and Kadokawa. That's how you pronounce those uh, those organizations here are wanting to make it easier for people to live stream with possibly copyrighted material by using blockchain. So I guess if it's on blockchain, this is a way to reward the copyright holder. You know, right now, if you use any copyrighted material, you know, if you're live on YouTube or Facebook, they'll just this they'll either turn you off, go, no, you can't show this, or they'll mute your audio. So you're doing something, but you can't put it on makes it really difficult to play music. You know, I was on uh, Instagram and I was adding to my story just this week. And I, I just finished binge watching Scrubs, which is one of my favorite all time sitcom series. So funny, so clever. And it's like eight seasons. And at the end of it, I'm like, I, I pointed my Instagram stories to the TV for the wrap up of the whole thing. Well, Instagram removed it from stories. They detected from my video shooting the tv screen of copyrighted material they removed it mm. that's like that is some serious ai right there to pick up on a television program it's not even in the but isn't whole there like program. a fair use like you're not streaming the whole that's where that's that's where i think that they get a little they get a little over the top because there's fair use like if i'm if i'm gonna do something use something i'm actually promoting your show like it was automatic though. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like a person goes, Oh, that scrubs, you can't put that. It, it was their AI doing yeah. it. I'm like, I'm not gonna appeal, or it's not it, it's not important. Right. But meanwhile, what these giants can't overcome all the fake and in you know, phony profiles where they're using people's photos to scam people. No, because that adds to their fake user count. Yeah, they like fake users because, as you said, that pumps up their that pumps up their numbers. Like, well, you know, that's why Facebook says, "Oh, collectively through WhatsApp, Instagram, and Facebook, we have over three billion users." Like, really? But how many unique ones are there? Like, probably a, maybe a billion. If right? you remove the bots 
and you remove those that have multiple accounts, you know, because they're doing maybe they're not fake, but they're trying to game the system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll bet you that. I mean, who knows for sure? I, I bet their stock price would go down because their their monthly users, monthly active users would go down, and all this other stuff. And so those are metrics that those vanity metrics that really pump up their price of their thing. That's why we need transparency, folks. That's why you know. You know, people like like uh, Voice coming out and some of these other ones that are trying to be more transparent and uh, Rebuzz and Bravo and Show Me Social. Some of these other ones like like decentralized is the way to go. Right. Because if you're not paying for anything, then you are the product. And that's what how these companies make all their money is off of you and off of your data. And mm, let's find better ways. Legalized scam is what it is. It's a legal scam right what they're doing is not illegal unless they are doing something illegal that you know we don't know about but it's basically culture saying all right we're gonna overlook this because you're not being transparent enough tell us what's really going on but meanwhile real scams are taking place every day everywhere around the world and the moral of this story is if you're a group of 14 guys in malaysia and you happen to be chinese don't do a bitcoin scam because the police have arrested these 14 guys that scammed investors in their home country all of the suspects aged between 20 and 30 three of whom do not have valid travel documents and get this here's the punishment they face charges which may carry a jail term of up to 10 years a caning and possible fines. And then they may also be charged under the Immigration Act, which can carry fines up to $2,300, a jail term of up to five years, and up to six strokes of whipping. You scam, we're going to whip your butt. Dang. That's, that's, uh, that's, how they do, that's how they do criminal justice over there in Malaysia. And I think in, in the Philippines with Duarte, like that dude, like, Oh, you have a marijuana joint? We're shooting you. Like, right. I mean, like it's it's crazy. So some of these countries, they don't play. They don't have the freedoms that that we've had in America. I don't want to say have because right now we're in a little tumultuous time. I don't know how many freedoms we're gonna have after this is all said and done. But uh, it's a crazy time in the world, and yeah, scamming does nothing to help you out. I mean, maybe temporarily they they were all excited, but then I guarantee you they're not too excited now. Well, you know, over the years, Travis, cryptocurrency and Bitcoin has gotten a bad rap because they're like, oh, that's what people use for, you know, illegal and illicit stuff. They buy drugs with it and they buy weapons illegally with it and all that. Well, there's been a um, a survey that was published by a research firm called Visual Objects, and they discovered that food and clothing purchases are actually the most common use case for cryptocurrency, that it's not drugs now i wonder is that just straight crypto to crypto or is it like because like using your debit card on crypto because i think when i use my crypto.com card right it's like i'm using that to buy groceries i mean i actually even use that to to pay for uh my rent right so it's like yeah yeah, so it's like i'm not on here they ask people what do you think people use crypto to buy and 40% of the people said stocks, 30% said illegal items, 23 said electronics, 21% gold, and then clothing, real estate, and food came in about 14%. I have and- never bought drugs with crypto. <clears throat> I only buy drugs with paper money. Oh, there you go. Dirty fiat. Yeah. But here, here's the truth. What people actually buy with crypto, 38% buy food, 34% clothes, 29% stocks, 21% gold, 15% said weapons, 11% said drugs. So it's like, whoop, whoop, it's the perception of what other people do versus what people actually do right. is, is backwards. Well, this is interesting, too. So here are some findings. Here's some bullet points here actually on the visualobjects.com website, which we will link there. You can actually get to that from the Cointelegraph article. But fewer than a fifth of people, 16%, have invested in cryptocurrency in the U.S., indicating they still prefer more mainstream methods of money. Bitcoin, 70% is the most popular crypto that people own. The majority of people, 72%, have spent crypto on a day-to-day purchases of that 16% who bought something or have crypto, right? More than one quarter of people, 38%, spend cryptocurrency to buy food, 34 to buy clothes, 26 on uh, spend their crypto on more dangerous things like weapons, 15%, and drugs, 11%. 11%! 
uh, out of out of the that's like that's like one tenth of the amount the things that people buy and but that's the one thing that people have all this perception about and also they say people believe that cryptocurrency is used for different reasons namely you had to buy stocks or eagle illegal weapons and drugs but incorrect that some do but i guarantee you more is spent in dollars than uh this is a really great report released by Emily Clark on April 8th of this year. And if you go to the show notes, badco.in forward slash 399, you'll find a link to it here. I love the way they position it with a story. It's 1 a.m. on a Tuesday, and Tom sits quietly in the dark. The glow of his computer illuminates his face. At the moment, Tom's unsure of himself. He's been saving up his Bitcoin for a while now to make sure he spends it on just the right purchase. He decides to go for it and clicks the buy button, sending his cryptocurrency back into the folds of the internet at some point that bitcoin could be used to buy drugs or weapons but not right now right now <laughs> tom is buying a pizza <laughs> very nice really and this you whole know, ebook narration can be brought to you for <laughs> yeah what's interesting is the top cryptos that people own according to this list 70 percent um you know they have bitcoin 27 percent have ethereum 20 percent have litecoin 15% have Dogecoin hmm. and 14% have Dash. Like, and point oh 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 one percent have Badcoin. It's true. Yeah, it's a very small minority. Uh, we've got a couple updates from some of our advisory uh, deals that we, we have here. So me, you know, so me dot social, they announced that their ad share staking token, ONG, will soon be trading on the ProBit exchange under the ticker ONG one so that's uh, more exposure for social blockchain and our friends at upland are helping to raise money for uh, covid 19 relief in new york city and it looks like people bought some various properties um worth about 1230 dollars and then upix uh, upland matched that donation they gave $2,500 to the New York City COVID-19 response and impact fund uh, you know I, just, I love to see the community coming together because nobody has to donate anything for an effort mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. I mean the businesses are trying to stay in business right now and it's it's harder than ever to donate and so we appreciate those in the crypto and blockchain space that are doing so yeah no that, that's that's really interesting and actually on, on another note I know that um we talked last week about about Upland and how the Alamo Square that uh, the community was going there, and then I got a message from a couple of people that said, "Oh my God, I was sitting there drinking coffee, and you guys mentioned us on Alamo Square. Oh, I spit coffee through my nose. Like, so like don't <laughs> don't, don't be drinking Alamo hot coffee through your nose while yeah. listening to bad crypto. Burn, drink milk instead. It'll you know be a cool blow through your nose instead. <laughs> and and I can laugh at you more when you do it. I can't you know, if you being scalded by coffee i have a hard time laughing at you travis this is uh this is it we are almost there first of all episode number 400 comes out on sunday night and that is um our fourth time that we'll have gotten to interview mr john mcafee yes and then the fifth time will be when he comes to uh virtual blockchain week so yeah, so this is happening, gang. If you haven't registered yet, go to virtualblockchainweek.com and do it. Cointelegraph is our lead media partner, and we've got a whole litany of sponsors and partners that are joining us and influencers. We've got so much activity going on, and the schedule is up, the agenda is there, all the partners are listed. And the only way that you can be eligible to win one of the two cryptomatic ATMs that are going to be given away during the event the only way you can get nfts from this event the only way that you can truly stay bad is to register for virtual blockchain week it's free to register there's no reason not to do it yeah so do it and we look forward to seeing you i mean right now like what, what are we at we're closing on 2000 of them yeah something like that and then the, through the streams we're going to reach i don't even know how many thousands it's going to be crazy i expect this thing to be shared far and wide because of all the channels that it's being pushed to but we are also offering a vip experience if you want five extra entries 
to win the Cryptomatic ATM. If you want an exclusive NFT that Travis is designing just for VIPs, if you want access to the parties that we're going to be holding, the Sunday night pre-party, the Wednesday influencer happy hour, and the Friday night after party featuring Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony and Snap from, what's the song, Travis? I got the power. Yeah, from that. And karaoke with crypto influencers. This is going to be super fun. And the only you way do you some can... karaoke, Mr. Jocom? I might. Ah, you like, you're, you're the king of the karaoke. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Uh, so come hang with us. It's $97 right now for a VIP ticket. After a, a few more purchases, it's going to go up to $127. And 50% of your VIP ticket price is going to Binance Charities Crypto Against COVID. Uh, relief effort. So we're donating half of whatever your ticket price is to help those in need. Uh, go do it, especially those of you in the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. Come join us. It's going to be an incredible week. I mean, uh, Travis, who we got speaking? Just some of them? Some of them. Lots of them. They're all going to be speaking, aren't they? Who? All of the speakers. All the speakers will be speaking. Tim Draper's kicking it off. Don Tapscott is closing it. And in between, Caitlin Long, Brittany Kaiser, uh, John McAfee, Justin Sun, CZ, Marty Greenspan, Oz Sultan. I'm pulling these off the top of my head. Yeah, Brock Pierce, I recently confirmed. So he was not on there originally. Charlie Schramm, I don't know if you said him. Chris Snook. Uh, Jibber Griffin, like we had him on, and you guys had a chance to listen to him and the creature, you know, the creature from Jekyll Island. Great dude. Jen Grayson's going to be here talking about the, the Blockchain Academy. Joel Kahn, uh, he's going to be there talking about the blockchain and social media platforms and why that's important. Mm-hmm. So John Hargrave. Talking about funny money. <clears throat> your, your, really your debut of this presentation you've been working on. Yeah, it's in about it's about halfway finished, so I probably ought to do some more on it. Um, well, we got to get all done. For yeah, we got to get back to it. Um, but still creating this content for you guys to keep you up to date because we're here to serve you, to bring you the best in blockchain information and entertainment, hopefully to uh, to make you laugh a little bit, make your day better while you're all hunkered and bunkered. <laughs> Should see and, sk- and skunkered and funkered. He's <laughs> right now. He's like cringing. I'm going to start cringing every time you say something. Mr. Cringe. I think it's, I think, I don't know if it's hunkered or bunkered that bothers me. That's like, if you're bunkered down, hunkered, bunker. Yeah. I don't, I don't Maybe know. it's a combination of hunkering and bunkering that, you know, tweaks yeah. you. <laughs> really upsets your, uh, your Apple. Cart. My equilibrium. Oh, so sorry, Travis. All right, gang. See you at Virtual Blockchain Week, episode 400, coming Sunday night. Make sure you join as a VIP. Virtualblockchainweek.com. Get registered and stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.